0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Brandon. And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout. On today's episode, we get to speak with a local Oklahoma company that has been in the game since cannabis has been legalized here. Their robot designs are how they originally caught my eye, and they have created quite a name for themselves in our home state with some really awesome flowers. So, guys, let's go ahead and welcome Josh from Robot Farmer to the Cannabis Hangout. Hey Josh. Thank you, thank
2: you for having me. Appreciate it.
1: We're so happy to to have you here. So let's just dive right in. Tell us where your cannabis journey first began the first time you smoked. Take us back.
2: Well, the um, first time I smoked, I was about 13. Okay, <laughs> My older brother smoked me out. Um, it's always
0: the older know, siblings. When people say like the age 13, yeah. it's always because people had older siblings. That's yeah. how it got started yeah. for sure.
2: Um, that was in Texas. And then I had moved to North Carolina. And um, out there in Charlotte, I was probably like in my teens, they had a little bit better herb out there. And um, started, that's when I first got introduced to, like, some um, hydroponics. Okay. Kind is what they called it on the East Coast and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, and then started smoking from there and just haven't stopped for – I've stopped momentarily a little bit in my life. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I started when I was 13.
0: Yeah, which. been pretty continuous ever since. Yeah. yeah At what little. point did you
1: find that it turned in from, like, smoking weed to, like, consuming a medicine? Ooh. What was your turning point?
2: Sure. Probably when I, um, when I moved up to Seattle. Um, I graduated school in Texas and then went to the West Coast. Okay. And um, very different. Oh, totally different. Total change uh-huh. of venue for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a different part of the world. It's one of the most beautiful places I've lived in the US. Okay. And um, just totally different vibes up there from what you get in the South.
1: Seattle mm-hmm. yeah, totally very different. different. I yes, love totally it. Different. It was like gloomy but green. Yeah, I went during the winter time and nice. I was like, Wow, it's so gloomy, but it's still so green. Ireland is the closest thing that I can compare it to. Okay, yeah. It's like in the greenery and how beautiful yes. it is and lush and
2: just Super like lush. dark and gloomy. I do miss a little bit of that. It when was, I got yeah. up there, you know, they haven't had their medical market going for maybe 10 years by then. And that oh, would have yeah. been two thousand. 2012. I mean, they had that medical for a long time wow. in Seattle. So it's not they were already burned out on it, but yeah. they've been doing it for so long. Yeah. You know? so That's
0: crazy. They're so ahead yeah. of
2: other places, yeah. like in that big of a... For uh-huh. well, sure. I think Oregon even longer at mm. that point. But um, yeah, and then they already had established companies there. And, you know, they had uh, medical markets at that time. And um, you could, you know, kind of pull up and buy your wares at these places. Yeah. And mm. like, yeah, you could really see the, the passion these people had for that instead of just like kind of guerrilla growing right. market style. Mm-hmm. These dudes were really into it and like for a reason. So I then, love that. I'd say that transition yeah. to Seattle is when I first noticed like the whole med- med- medicinal benefit. And then um, at that time, University of Washington had one of the first testing machines and they were pulling Ooh, a little bit of terpenes out yeah. of it. You know? So you were limited to what you were knowing. But there was like right. the main four or five. And-
1: That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So you were around when like testing first started to become a thing
2: yeah they were the one of the first ones in the state i think you had to go to the university and get that tested at that's one point crazy
1: Washington, yeah
0: wow that's so interesting to see yeah. where we were then and like the advancements to now so being involved in like the flower side of the industry what kind of consumer are you like throughout your day strictly huh? joints do you dab into like edibles or concentrates
2: no um well i guess i answer that backwards the concentrates i do I do like I like some rosin. I like a really good BHO we produce from our farm. We haven't made as much rosin as we as we should. We have all the setups and everything to do it. We okay. just haven't really dove, you know, full jumped into that. You guys kill it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we made a little bit, done some drops, but it's not something that we divided. Uh, um, lot of, or devote a lot of time to, um, our edibles take up so much of our product yeah. and stuff like that. in mm-hmm. Greenhouses. I do like edibles. Our sh- shout out to chef Brandon. Um, he came on the team last year during the pandemic, okay. sent us email and was like, Hey man, I really love cannabis. I want to be involved in this industry. He's an award-winning chef. And he was like, uh, I'll do whatever I have to do. I really love robot farmer. I want to be, I want to work with you guys. I That's can make cool. some of that And we like a great collab. like try to make something, you know, like, yeah. and, he, and he came back with just some heat and, um, he's been a just great asset to our company ever since then. So yeah. Yeah. His cool. edibles are super strong. I'm not. I've never been an edible guy, um, but I'll eat a ten or a fifteen every once yeah. in a while. You know, yeah. He's making just to test something, mm-hmm. you know, test a new product. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, edibles put me down. You know, yeah. and that goes back to flowers. It's my yeah. wheelhouse. So. Usually I'll I'll roll a blunt in the morning or a, or a high hemp, whatever, sweet. And then um, I'll read most of the international news. I'll try to scan like four or five, six different websites okay and read the news. That's kind of my background in national relations and stuff. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. that's cool. Or,
0: wow. Before, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, wow,
2: wow. We'll four to six different websites <coughs> in the morning. Okay. Try to check out you know what's going on around yeah. the world and yeah. just not, you know, read a couple of headlines <laughs> here and there and mm-hmm. then we'll head into work. And yeah, probably smoke maybe after lunch and then once at night. So okay. two or three times a day. yeah usually.
0: Nice. Yeah. Okay. So you Depending. this being said – what were you, you said your job had to do with international stuff before. What were you doing before you hopped in the cannabis industry?
2: Well. Um, if you so want to share, that is. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, So I wanted to be in it. I wanted to um, work with uh, like State Department and stuff like that, mm-hmm. international relations. So I went to school, uh, studied international relations, political science, and then uh, studied abroad in South Korea for a little bit. Wow. And, uh, at that time, I was trying to specialize in, like, Northeast Asian um, affairs. So that would be China, Japan, and Korea would be my specialty. And, and, then yeah, so that just kind of fell through. Actually, I I came back from studying in Korea, and one of my best friends was growing in Texas at a a pretty decent level Uh and kind of showed me his operation. And I was like – damn I can do this yeah uh, that's kind of that growing started from there okay uh, wow
1: that's dope it's crazy and I I feel like Brandon and I say this pretty often that whenever we have people on this podcast it feels like that they've lived so many lives like you you're so young but I feel like you've lived so many lives already like that is so crazy yeah I
2: really wanted to um live abroad and that was kind of my goal and then um you know, at that time, it was a while back, like 2008, 2009, the Chinese Olympics were going on. It was in Beijing. Ba- wow. The Olympics going on in yeah. Beijing, rather. And uh, I couldn't get a visa over there. It was uh. too difficult for a weather. American to go. So I went to Korea instead and that's a kind of learned Korean language. I learned Chinese before that's mm-hmm. why I, had to, I learned Mandarin. So that's why I was wanting to go to China. Are and you then, fluent? I used to be pretty good. Um, okay. Wow. Yeah, but not anymore. You don't have a chance yeah. to use it or practice it. Yeah. You really lose it. Really yeah, quick. And then yeah. Korean I learned Korean on top of that and it really uh, compounded that. Made it a little bit difficult.
1: Wow. That's so interesting. Mm. I feel like that gives you a perspective of culture. Yeah. Obviously culture but like even in, into like other things you do and like now growing I feel like Maybe there's something you took away from there that you've implemented into your grow, just like culturally, you know, because things are so different. It's it's cool that yeah. That you definitely that. one thing
2: you learn over there is patience. So yeah. that's when you have to apply <laughs> to the grow as well. For Anyways, sure. Um, yeah, definitely Nature. strategic patience. Yeah.
0: So we all have things we enjoy to do whenever we smoke. What's yours?
2: Hmm. That's a good question. Um I love – so right now I've been researching a lot about, like, NFTs and this metaverse stuff. So I've okay. been uh, – roll up, like, okay. two or three blunts in a session. My okay. partner Isaac and I at the farm. So I have three partners. There's four partners in mm-hmm. Robot Farmer. And uh, I, I created the brand. Um, the, the other guys have, like, phenomenal skill sets, which is why we're such a great team. Like, one oh, can yeah. build anything wow. and, and wire anything up. You know, he's amazing. The other one's a great deep thinker and can, like – really close deals and put, mm. put things together. Mm. And then Jeff, who we're located in Tulsa with me and up here, um, he's he's the business guy. He handles all the business. Man, um,
0: everyone brings something to the table. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Full circle energy, baby. Yeah. yeah so,
2: so going back to that, we've been really, like, talking about this NFT thing. And, like, some of us understand it a little bit more than others. And some yeah. are trying to get on board. So, yeah, we've been rolling a couple blunts at night. I've um, tried to research that two or three hours at night and kind of learn as much as I can about it. And there's so wow. much to it. Oh, yeah, really, like, yeah so there really is.
0: I've ra- rabbit holes that you jump in with that I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my things, Um, I love to travel places when I can. I don't really have much time nowadays, but, like, in, in you know, smoke, like, scenic spots and stuff like that. That was more easy to do in Seattle than it is here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Just with the beaches and stuff like that. Yeah. Things,
0: so uh, I can only imagine. I bet you miss that. I do. Yeah, I miss heck that. yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't miss the people so much, but I do miss the nature. Uh, yeah, nature, uh, yeah, nature oh, is amazing, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: So what's it like with your family and the industry that you're in? Have they been pretty open to what you do?
2: Um. Just recently, actually. Okay, yeah. tell um, us about that. Yeah, so growing up, um, my father worked in defense and uh, had to, you know, had to do a lot of secret stuff or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in the military, but worked with them. And uh, I just had to be kind of straight laced. I couldn't really mm-hmm. uh, do anything too crazy that we could mess him up potentially and right. you know, look bad drops. on him. Yeah, while getting a clearance or something like that. right. You know? So. Um, uh, they definitely weren't with it while I was in high school and, uh, yeah. up until, you know, when I was in Seattle, I was growing a little bit and, um, you know, maybe, yeah, they don't, weren't too well with it until just recently, you know, my dad started, almost retired and, um, he's wanted okay. to try some of the gummies and stuff like that. Yeah, it's always
0: a
1: gummy or it's
2: a <laughs> uh-huh. something, you know, a, a yep. pain in the hip or the knee. Yep. And it's like, well, try one of these 10 milligrams, mm-hmm. you know, they're made of live resin. It's going to be in onset in like 10, 15 minutes and, uh, it'll get yeah. you. So. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Just lately they've came around <laughs> to that.
1: That's so. cool. And I'm sure that's opened their minds to like okay, cool. Like this is this is medicine. Like I yeah. don't have to think of this as what I thought it was versus what it actually right. is, which is just a plant exactly. that's growing from the
2: ground. Yeah. That's
0: true. So tell us a little bit about what kind of flower and product that you guys provide the state of Oklahoma with.
2: Sure. So Garrett is our farm manager. He's over the all of the grow. He's an amazing guy from Oregon. He's been friends with my partners in Austin for a long time, so it's kind of all family. Uh, He loves pheno hunting as much as I do as well. Uh, We love buying seeds. Now we've kind of transitioned to clones, just kind of commercial, getting our stuff like kind of on point um, as far as doing with numbers you know Mm -hmm, instead of having a pheno hunt and find things and taking eight nine ten months but yeah we love i love the fruits uh he likes the gas so like if i find something super fruity like uh we've been pheno hunting this omfg which is uh let's see runts and red pop it's a super strawberry pheno really Mm -hmm. really heavy strawberry where i think it's something uh valuable i'll send that to the farm you know and we'll set that to moms and put it in motion so it's you know a pheno hunt takes pop a seed to the time it's com- like available to the patient maybe 10 months you know with testing and mm. growing it up and doing yeah. a room of it and everything mm-hmm. but um yeah some we've grown some let's see what's coming up strawberry guava cushments from bloom seeds mm. is pretty nice uh, now Ooh. garrett's on this compound apples and bananas right now uh, the gastro pop which is what grape gasoline and um oh man i cannot remember i want to say uh, mochi gelato i could be wrong though but some of the grape gasoline line from compounds so we <laughs> A lot of that's coming. Um, some motor breath we just harvested. Obviously, some runs, some little hype strains in there. some yeah, yeah. Hype strains. <laughs> yes. I mean, if, with the living soil, like they hit. They really yeah. taste good. You can feel that. You can feel the terps. You can taste the terps. You know, and that's one of our our main things for robot farmers. Like we're all about terps. Pure percentages are nice, and I'm, I personally don't smoke high THC stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Unless yeah, I get yeah. tricked. Unless I get yeah. tricked. In the unless you get hit. tricked. But um, <laughs> no, like I'm I'm 16 to 20 all day because yeah. i want to function and do some more stuff. So, but really, terpenes is all. if it's like loud terps, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with. At all.
1: Setting up a new company can be difficult and confusing, but establishing a strong foundation with appropriate and necessary documents can help protect you in the long run.
0: Yes, and with being business owners or self sob we understand what it's like pretty well, I think. With BIC Legal, they practice in areas like family law, estate
1: planning, business litigation, and review and draft contracts for your company while
0: assisting in licensing applications, and so much more. And with the Oklahoma cannabis industry thriving, the rules and regulations related to cannabis are quite strict. Jade Pebworth with BIC Legal, she really enjoys working with companies from the ground up. So if you're looking for good legal help in Oklahoma, she's your girl. Let's get back to today's episode.
1: And say it louder for the people. Yeah, the I will say, and I every time Robot Farmer is discussed... I remember you guys did a purple punch, like I want to say a year, year and Mm -hmm. a half ago, and one of our friends left it for us to try and that was to this day the best purple punch that I've ever had and that was also my first introduction into low THC higher terps sure. and how more effective and higher and longer of a high that was mm-hmm. so kudos to you guys a year and a half <laughs> it's been and I still remember that purple punch It, I mean it was amazing yeah and
2: that cuts nice it's a purple punch <laughs> 2.0 it's from Symbiotic Genetics it's, uh, it's a really nice strain it's uh, a yeah, a lot of people can say purple punch is like the old blue dream or it's played mm-hmm. out or, mm-hmm. and I get it there's a lot of it that went around for a long time but it's a consistent strain i mean it grows the nose is the same all the time yeah um you know it harvests well so there's definitely a lot of a lot of high points to that strain even though it's been that's so yeah, yeah. cool that it like it stood end. out to you
1: so yeah it was then, like cause cause that I'm, doesn't
0: always happen
1: i remember you know? it was like 16 It was either 0.28 or 0.58 like i very distinctly remember it. and i was like what this isn't gonna get me high but like i'm gonna give it a try but then that changed my perspective completely and i was like Oh shit, this is like, I'm (laughs) so high. And I remember having to put half of it out because I was so high I had to like chill on it for a second
2: I was was smoking some motor breath the other day that we just harvested a new strain I believe we got what that one from uh Jubel uh exotic so shout out to Jubel but um that one my dog even came up to me and was like what is that (laughs) I was like what are you smoking it was super loud that's
1: amazing I love I love that so how long have you been on your growing journey and what initially inspired you to want to like dive full
2: into this industry sure um Hmm, that's a great question. I first started growing um, in Texas. Uh, that would have been probably mid 2000. Let's see, probably around 2006, 2007, I believe. And um, I started with one light. And this is to anyone out there listening, whoever wants to get in this or wants to grow. I started with one six hundred watt light and robot farmer, and not by myself. You had to have a team that can do it. We're at like two forty right now, wow. you know. And we started with forty in Oklahoma, but just to say, like you can do it if you if you have the right team with you and the right you know um, skill sets, the right business plan, mm-hmm. and enough heart. Then like you you can really make something if you want to do it, but. As far as me, when I first started growing, yeah, one light, and then I went to four, and then I went to 12, and then it just kind of catapulted and kind of snowballed down from there. Um, And then, yeah, I was up to probably 12 or 20 in Seattle.
1: Wow. That's amazing. That is. A, I mean, that's a huge jump in yeah. lies. That's awesome. <laughs> Just it's, kept growing because of your cool. passion. Yeah. Yeah, and
2: then we got here in Oklahoma, and, you know, I could maintain. I lived on the farm for about nine months um, out there. It's in Broken Bow, and one of our partners, he's from Broken Bow, so he had the land and the, the infrastructure and, mm-hmm. like I said, some equipment as well. And then it got to a point where, like, let's scale up. Let's expand, you know. Let's really, like, we've got a brand that we can, uh, we can do this with, and then we brought in Garrett. From uh, and then Ty from Oregon, and uh, they've kind of taken over from there. Like they can do really big grows, and that's
0: phenomenal. Surpass
2: so my skill set. Yeah, that's now, so. amazing. Oh, it's yeah, cool that you built
1: such a dope team, and I love when people that are thriving mm-hmm. are thriving because they have a perfect ecosystem of a mm-hmm. team. And I feel
2: like people forget the importance of that. Yeah, and you're gonna clash. We all my partners. Yes, we didn't know. I knew one of them, and then yeah. the other two knew the other two. Right. Yeah, right? and um, but um. Or the other one do the other two, but um, yeah, there was there was some hurdles, but it wasn't anything we couldn't work past. Exactly. The same. Yeah, it's not like they believed in my dream. Like, oh, we can. No, like they all had their own dream. They mm-hmm. had their own businesses. They were doing their thing, you know. Yeah. And like, okay, we're going to commit to this Oklahoma thing. So yeah. Like and like, how brought... can you get past
1: the hurdles as a yeah. team? You know. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes that gets lost in translation because people do get in this industry to get rich quick, and mm-hmm. that does happen. And they have this idea of what they think what a team is, and then sure. really it's not that. So it's cool that you have. That's like the first thing
2: that
0: you said. I yeah. th- I admire that. That's very dope. Do you have a specific train that people love and keep coming back for?
2: Hmm. Uh, you mentioned the Purple Punch. That's a pretty popular one. Um, let's see. We'll be, our runs has been really taken off right now. It's You okay. know, a, uh, a breeder cut we got from them on the West Coast, and uh, that's a really nice one. The Chopped Cookies has been a standout. Um, let's see. What else have we done that's been super, like, had a lot of reception stuff. Um, hmm. The mimosas we just dropped are pretty pretty good. Um, I think over the years. I'm trying to think what's yeah, the biggest one over like two that, or three years. I'm trying to dig deep in that one. Yeah, um, it really stood out. Man, we did, when we first started, we did some Wonka bars, and it was a GMO and mint chocolate chip mm, from Exotic Genetics. Yum. I think Broken Bow only got that one down there in our dispensary or small okay. dispensary, and it would, like, overwhelm these patients because they were, like, just used to getting, you know, some mm. outdoors, some okay weed, yeah. some weed and Cali or whatever, right. and they finally get some real indoor, like, in their lives, and, uh um, um, you know, Around the their street. world, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it really you know blew them away. That's amazing. I can there that you one. go. That's out. a good one. Yeah, that is a good one.
1: So, what's been the biggest lesson so far that you've taken away from this experience?
2: Oh, great question. Um, you cannot do if you want to do something big, you can't do it by yourself. You've got to take in a team and trust yeah. people and like bring them up with you. Uh, you know, that's probably what I've learned. And not so much mistakes, but like um, you could do things differently over these three years. You yeah. know, there'd be a couple things, but. For the most part, um, the biggest thing I took away is, like, really humbling yourself and uh, being able to accept help and, like, take guidance. And if someone can do something better than you, listen to them, you know, if they make sense and, you know, don't have preconceived notions of, like, this is how this is going to go. Because yeah. this industry is so fluid and it mm-hmm. can change within a couple of days, you know, uh, yeah. the direction of things. Yes. So. That- something just to be aware of and stay on top of. And I think because there's so few of us in our company, as far as like there's only you know a handful of owners and, mm-hmm. and um, we do have several employees, but we can move really fast. It's not like a corporate structure you yeah, know, where it's like yeah. bulky and, mm-hmm. you know, to to change. So. Yeah,
0: that's nice though. Mm-hmm. So we know picking favorites and cannabis can be like trying to pick your favorite child. But uh, what would you say, like what strain out of everything that you guys have grown that you have personally loved and ooh. that's like a staple for you?
2: Um. One of the hottest strains. Let's see. Uh we grew some waffle cone that was pretty fire. Okay. That was um dosilato and jet fuel gelato from compound. Okay. Made into some raw roaches and stuff like that. That one hit really well. Uh Garrett has been he grew some of the um some of the first time we had the run. So, I mean yeah. it really knocked me out. You know, yeah, it was really nice. Uh let's see. I'm trying to think what it, some of the best stuff that he's came with. Um dig deep. We've grown some stuff called Supreme from Nerds Genetics. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> super amazing. We've done a few a harvest of that we've got a whole greenhouse of our own strain we just made uh we did a, we did us um a seed collab with nerds genetics so we have a tony snow which is a sour strawberry in gg4 and we crossed it to about eight or ten of our strains of the wow farm. So that's cool we're working on that that's coming out within a few months
1: so. that's, that's awesome so. that's exciting yeah. things look forward to <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what's been the most difficult strain with that you've had to grow to this day? Sure.
2: Um, Let's see. We've thrown so many strains out. Um, Some just don't produce. They look great. They Mm -hmm. smell great, but they just don't want to, you know, put any numbers out. Um, We've had problems with our jealousy. It's one of our best strains. It's like 30%, another heady one that I usually pass on. But Mm -hmm. uh, that's the one from Sea Junkie, and it just hasn't grown as thick as we wanted it, mm-hmm. but you know, now they've back crossed it and stuff like that. The breeders realize that, so they're coming out with new ones and, and things like that. So it'd be the the letdown would probably like growing a hype strain and getting like, you know, a really small harvest out of it. But it's yeah. exotic, so I mean it is right. it is. Yeah, what it is. you're paying for exotic exactly. essentially. Mm-hmm. We've thrown a lot out. So that would be yeah. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> you,
1: you really know. have thrown a lot out. Yeah. Every time you're like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone does every Bray and I have been to a lot of gardens and people do – Unique things based on their garden what's something that you guys take pride in and something special that you guys do to soothe your girls while you're in the garden with them
2: hmm. well we have um let's see two four around around eight people live full time <clears throat> at the oh, farm okay yeah, we have um you no, said live? Yeah, live on the Wow,
1: farm the okay. Time. So, housing cool. and everything. Yeah. Wow. So, they're there 24 7. Yeah.
2: Uh, putting love into the plants. I mean, I'll call them at nine ten at night. And, you know, the, one of the main houses, uh, four or five buildings are right behind it. So, mm-hmm. they're going to be cloning at night or into the plants. We have uh, wow. Ty. She's a great female grower on the farm. And uh, she puts a lot of love into that, taking care of the clones and stuff like that. Yeah. And just checking on pruning and things, you know, making sure everything's moving. Wow. That's
0: oh, shout, shout out, out to, to Ty. Ty. Yeah, <laughs> shout <laughs> out. shout yes. out to Ty. The growers are everything. We yeah. would literally. Really not have what we have without, without them. them yeah that's yeah. amazing um,
2: constant love and care that's what it takes all the time yeah,
0: yeah. and people they, willing to be able to pour that yeah. yeah they're living they're
2: real creatures they're living things and you have to treat them like mm-hmm. don't spoil them you know they no. And
0: the words though. you speak to them
1: all yes. the things it's super important cuz that it goes to how they harvest how they yield mm-hmm. how they smoke, you know, all the things.
2: No, absolutely. I wouldn't go in there with... Sorry, I would add to that. I wouldn't go in there with a bad attitude or anything like that. Because they
0: can feel those vibes. Right. Drop your energy at the door. That's anything that you
2: have going on outside of here. Totally pick up on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like... Do you think anybody doesn't think like that? Who grows cannabis? Or do you think like most people... Know that
2: I don't that's a good question. I would think if you've grown long enough and you've just been around your plants, especially like a home grow mm. or something, you would notice like yeah. if you're in a bad mood or you get in an argument with someone or whatever, mm. you go in there like over time, or maybe if you're just a negative person, you're going in there, like you just maybe not know. Why I my harvest on a Yeah, scale? right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's something love. to be mindful of yeah. for anybody no. out there. Thoughts are powerful who needs. A it's attitude like check. Some <laughs>
2: bullshit, but it's not. It's a no, like real I, deal. Like, yeah, I know it really yeah. is. You
1: are not the first person. We have every single grower that we have had on our podcast, or we have met face-to-face vibes that somehow. is yeah and that's something yeah. that they say they say that the energy that you give off to your plants is so important because they feel that yes. almost instantly
2: yeah there's a book called the secret life of plants and it explains yeah. how you can pick up this mm-hmm. stigma of that, yeah.
1: so robot farmer was the first brand that i knew getting into this industry and in my mind it's always remained a very high quality brand which is amazing for you guys in my opinion what was the thought process that went behind the marketing and branding for Robot Farmer because it's very unique. And like the name. Yeah, I mean. yeah. and yeah, and the Appreciate name. Appreciate that. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, so where to start with that? Um, I went abroad. The, the, the real deal with that is I went abroad and I was looking for um, bamboo um, – um, Apparel because I want to make a bam, like apparel company with like bamboo clothing. So I was like in Laos and Cambodia yeah. and Vietnam and figured out that um, China is the only one that can make bamboo. <laughs> because they have a the patent on it. Does that surprise you? Yeah, so, <laughs> right? so, with my background in Asia, I was want to do something with robots and. Um, um, like robot teachers or something like that with, um, like focus to Japan and Korea. Mm. And then I came back, I moved to Seattle and realized like how flourishing the cannabis game was as far as the medical scene and everything Mm -hmm. before it went wreck. It was really like a golden time to be in Seattle. And, um, I was witnessing all these things that like, you normally couldn't see when it goes wreck or most people weren't willing to share or something something like that for like, you know, IP or whatever reasons. And, um, I got with a, a friend of mine and we were talking about, man, how could I create like a brand that could be an ambassador for the whole industry and doesn't have to be like necessarily a grow? This is way before we, you know, mesh the two together. Mm-hmm. And someone that could be like less 420 pot leaf type stuff, which we do, you know, yeah, but
0: like right, a, I know what you like mean, like, like in your face, yeah, exactly, wow. and
2: like help destigmatize like cannabis at mm-hmm. that time, yeah. So we're like what about this robot farmer? Like how can we make a robot? Like let's put together a robot farmer. We'll call it pH. Like we'll make this robot. And what I'll do is I'll copy scenes in the industry that I'm seeing, like with the bud tenders or with the trimmers or with growing, um, or delivery services when they try to do that. And mm-hmm. we'll just replicate that with a robot. instead of like a cliche stoner. And, hmm. um, yeah. Cause it's, okay. Yeah, so like
1: That's, women a, and, and women. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That. And, um,
2: so we took off with yeah. that. So I found a designer on the West Coast, world in, in California. And, um, Shout out to John, but... He works with uh, like a subsidiary of Disney, so we can't oh. really promote yeah. his yeah. name and everything yeah.
0: yeah. the work he does. Yeah. Well, well, shout yeah. out to John! Yeah, yeah, you're seriously. killing it! Yeah,
1: you really are. <laughs>
2: well,
0: this robot's dope as fuck.
2: I know. He's the man. So uh, that is so neat. He's worked with me for like six years. Wow! Now, and um, yeah, I'll sketch. I would like sketch out like really bad drawings, and I'm, like, yeah. man, this is what I wanted to be. He didn't smoke, so I kind of had like draw mm. pointers on the mm-hmm. things. This is what he's doing. This is why he's doing that. Can you do this? And then he That's would cool. just make it into like amazing pieces of artwork. That's so
1: cool, and the fact that he doesn't consume cannabis I feel like that just as a creative to be able to step out of that because I feel like when you get into things that alter Mm -hmm. your mind a little bit it Mm -hmm. To draw it without having your mind altered. Yeah, if yes. you haven't been there,
0: felt that. Yeah. You be like, yeah. well, how do you know? Like, how do you exactly? know what to do yeah. or the vibe of it? But yeah. he executed
2: so cool. beautifully. Was like a three, he was cancer survivor. So he was wow. going through, like chemo when I first met him and what? just a badass dude, man. Just a tough guy. So. Wow, shout out to That's John. That's so cool.
0: I love that there's so much like culture and like detail behind mm-hmm. the name of Robot Farmer and where it came from. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, Robot Farmer, that sounds like a really cool name. Even though it is, mm-hmm. you yeah. have like a reason for both of the words for sure and I
2: wanted to make all the art pieces like subtle things so if you look at them like some of our older pieces that we did like you know the first harvest is like a vintage series where like it's a period tractor from the 50s like everything mm. in the in the piece looks like it's from the 50s but even though the robot farmer and he's harvesting mm. cannabis yeah. so there's like a storyline so cool. that I wanted to look at <laughs> I I didn't you can it. make a book yeah like, like cartoon is kind of where we're getting towards yeah that, that would be cool yeah.
1: cool yeah or even like a coffee table book I was thinking about that this morning That's I was it. like it'd be dope if somebody released coffee a coffee table, table book one. I like that oh yeah like gosh. a classy like one of those really yeah dope Dope, a badass like, robot on the yeah, front of it. Yeah, really? Sure. Like the Louis Vuitton type ones that people pay like $60 for? I'd pay wow. that much for maybe 50. Okay, 60 is kind of a uh, lot. Maybe take 50. note, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Great.
0: Okay, Great. so uh, I'm sure there's numerous to pick from, but is there like a certain situation or like patient story that stands out to you that's from your medicine that you guys have grown?
2: You know, yes. Um, when we first opened our dispensary in Broken Bow, you know, it's a different, it's a different type of people down there. You know, and they they're hardworking people, and uh, they've it, they've had you know problems with pills and problems with meth in that town. Yeah, I hear time. you. And uh, what really humbled me, I think, it was when we first opened. There was like a our one of our first patients was like a sixty five year old like man came in camo, like fresh off of hunting. You know, yeah, wow. get some cannabis. But mm-hmm. I think like being in there and kind of I would overhear some of the stories while I was just kind of like put my ear, you know. Pretending to do something or whatever, just listen to some of these patients. Cause I was so curious about these people in Broken Bow. Mm-hmm. And um and, like having a dispensary. We well, fought really hard to get that dispensary. And there's a whole story behind that. But uh yeah, I think one of the ladies came in and she was talking about how she had gotten off some pills and and something like that and switched to our some of our gummies, or it was one of our one of our carts or something. But just the fact that we could get kind of transition a little bit, you know, yes, gave me some faith a big in that town. Yeah, yeah, it was huge. It really um yeah, it was really, you know, that's reflected cool. on that a lot.
0: That's really cool. And especially in, cause I mean, there's plenty of small towns I know everywhere that have those issues, but when you're from, you know, your home state, you know, the certain pockets or right. small towns, yeah. so that's where all that kind yeah. of stuff is always happening. But to be able to put a dispensary in there and to help and see people transition from like drugs, pills yeah. or alcohol, whatever it might be exactly. to yeah. cannabis and they have access because your dispensary is right mm-hmm. there. Like, mm-hmm. You're just, you're a part of that. You're a part of their
2: journey. We were the first one. So it was really like uh, unique to see that. Yeah, that is
1: really cool. It's special. I remember being a bartender and a manager and hearing those success stories like every day. And my cup would be filled daily. I was like a doctor and a nurse and a pharmacist without being any of those. And like
2: just making recommendations. Yeah, and just making
1: recommendations based on like the research and knowledge and trial and error that I had done. And then for people to come back and be like, this healed me or you did this for me or I slept through the night right. or I'm not mm-hmm. so depressed. Like it's crazy what yep. that does for you as a person. I feel like it almost gave me like purpose as to like, this is why I'm in this industry exactly. and this is why I'm chasing this like industry so hard because it it makes me feel like I'm contributing to something, not that I'm the just chasing a gun. dollar. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually exactly. doing something for the community and for people.
2: No, you're exactly right. It's definitely a feeling, it makes you feel good inside yeah. to help someone and you know that something's working that you're trying to like work for? Work yeah, towards. absolutely.
1: yeah. So Robot Farmer is from Tulsa, but you guys have gradually made your way throughout the state, specifically OKC, which is amazing. I've heard and say this often that the cannabis cultural scene is so different between the two cities. What are your thoughts on that? Do you find, do you find Tulsa to be vastly different?
2: Yes. <laughs> Tell us how and why. Agreed, hundred um, percent. It just seems like from when Jeff and I are doing the uh, like sales visits or doing you know brand like pop ups and stuff like that. Um, OKC's just had a stronger culture, a longer you know. There's always more. There's always more like cannabis events going on. There's been very few in Tulsa now. There's cannabis friendly venues here that you can smoke at mm-hmm. or patios or whatever in yeah. bars and take dabs or whatnot, but it just seems like OKC has a little bit more leader in the culture. There's a lot more stuff to do, you know, at night out there and you know that could lead yeah. to it, but or could be one of the reasons. But um yeah, it just seems like there hasn't been that that vibes yet in, in Tulsa.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I feel like I've heard a little bit like opposite in that. Mm-hmm. You're right in that, but that Oklahoma City's a little aggressive in their in our, like, in our industry
2: here. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And there's a lot more people here to compete against, you know. So, like, this is really saturated in OKC. And there's a lot of good brands that are stationed in OKC. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, I'll go back to that one thing about Tulsa. You know, shout out to Sherweed Forest because they've been putting on these bizarre events that I kind of mentioned to you guys a few weeks ago or ladies. Yeah. But, um, and they've been trying to do it, you know. And it's a real, like, good vibe, kind of a low-key Tulsa style. Right. It's not yeah. going to be, like, crazy dabs and you're smoking blunts. Yeah, and, so, and like, I, that's know? why,
1: honestly, but, like, I like that. I feel that's like it's... I it's it's for everyone. It's yes. not just for people. Like I feel like a lot of Oklahoma City events are great, but I feel like oftentimes it just turns into this really one big bro smoke sesh. And like that's great. Yeah. But like for every event to be like that, I'm yeah. like, oh, this is so played out. Like no, this like, is so it's when we Brandon and I have been seeing the Sherweed stuff and we yeah. want to make it up there. It's but like I remember the first one, we heard so much good feedback from it and yeah. people were like, it was amazing. It was such a community event. Like there was so much culture. You got to meet with so many different kinds of vendors, not, just cannabis, not vendors, just cannabis vendors, but yeah. like you know, accessories and things mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's what it's about. Like yeah. it's about everyone and not just people who are doing the growing and and those are obviously the heart and soul. But sure. like all the other people, you wouldn't be anywhere without your lawyer or your banker or the people creating your merch, you know, all these different things. So
2: no, it was a good, it was a legit bazaar, you know, and, um, you could smoke. I mean, most events I don't like to do unless I can smoke now. That's just a, no,
0: absolutely. uh, A hundred percent. I mean, and if, if you don't do that, everyone's talking about it and that's the
2: question. Yeah. But you know, at the bazaar, you could just step outside and smoke. Yeah. So like, it's not that big of a deal, but like, it really was a nice vibe to not have Mm -hmm. to worry about like, up 10 blends and sitting there yeah. at a table and smoking mm-hmm. all night like there's a yeah. lot of good good inter, good conversation good networking it was like yeah really good low-key vibe it was really,
0: really nice i like that i do too. gotta I check, it check it out so is there something that you like about the tulsa market since you guys are there that's where you're kind of based you know um
2: there's no traffic so that's fine. there you go. Um, <laughs> coming from Seattle, you know, being there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, Tulsa market. Yeah, no, there's a lot of smart patients. They okay. know what they want. They ask for certain <laughs> terpenes. Um, yeah. Sometimes they blow my mind away. Like our bud tenders, you know, with their response, I'm like, damn, okay, so they've been reading about this and yeah. covering this and they're very knowledgeable. But yeah, I would say the um, deal with like smarter, smarter patients and OKC and asking for tests. I'm, I'm sorry, in Tulsa rather and asking for testing and like, you know, really caring about what they're consuming.
1: Yeah,
2: I'd say that's one thing I've noticed a lot.
1: I will say I've heard that about Tulsa too, Oklahoma City. I feel like patients go a little bit more like deal chasing yes. from like a lot of dispensary owners that I've talked to okay. and because um, I did sales just briefly as of recent and it I got to meet with a lot of dispensary owners and that was their big thing was, hey, this is great, but so-and-so is offering me this for – obviously it's a bad time in the market yeah. right now too, but it's because patients just want – they want to be in and out. They want mm-hmm. the cheapest ounce. They want the cheapest whatever and I feel like that's kind of where the translation gets lost in OKC versus Tulsa where there, I feel like you guys do have a little bit more vegan restaurants and a little bit like cleaner eating options. Yes. And Tulsa is a little bit more mindful about what they put in their body and, you know, like being more educated on the cannabis side too. So yeah. yes, that's something that I've heard pretty mm-hmm. pretty consistently as well. So I, we like to ask every girl this, but what are your thoughts on like, how testing has been in our state and like what um, metric is going to, like, what are your yeah. thoughts on all that? Sure.
2: Uh, testing, man, I mean, being in this for a couple of years now, it's been all over the place. We've been yeah. so many different labs, uh, at least five, six different testing places until we found someone comfortable, you know, using someone consistently. Um, you know, they're all over the place. I do feel like, they're pulling out more terpenes these days, which is nice. I mean, I look at the positives of that. I feel like there's more terps coming out. Their percentages look a little higher on the terpenes. I don't worry about the, you know, THC percentage too much. We do in the dispensary. Obviously, people want higher THC stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I care for, like, Phenohunt and we send in something in, I'm like looking at the percentages on the on the terps. Um, yeah, it's hard to say with the testing. You know, I feel like some are consistent. Some are hit or miss. Some are gone, you know, quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about that right
1: yeah, now. It's, it's you know, a we- it's yeah, it's a weird topic, I feel like, because people mm-hmm. – feel very similar to you in that they yeah. don't want to say too much, but then they are also waiting frustrated. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like, all right, like, yeah, it's mean, kind of I'm, a waiting game. If
2: this says 32%, like, I mean, am I getting that high? I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, is yeah. it really that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay to question it, and sometimes we'll drop something off at a second lab and mm-hmm. retest that, you know, like crumble it up or make it a little bit different or whatever, yeah. and like, hey, let's run the, let's run, let's, let's double test that, you know. Yeah. As far as, me- oh, no, no, go ahead. As far as metric goes, um, yeah, we're, we geared up for that. Um, we were advised to get ready for it. We spent, you know, five, six grand in the tags and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because we had, you know, about 4,000 plans going, yeah. on, maybe a little more at the time, and um, yeah. It just disappeared. So, and they just got, you know, so. Yeah. I haven't no really refunds. heard much on
1: metric yeah. as of recent. Have you? Uh,
2: no, I haven't. I mean, our lawyer advises that it's probably still going to come in at some point, but yeah. you know, props to the Oklahomans because like they're one of the few states in the country that stood up to this thing, uh, stood up to metric. And we're like, no, nah, we're not, we're not going to take this. Like we're not fucking with y'all. Yeah. Um And no one else did that. Colorado uses metric. Washington uses metric. That's Oregon a good point. To but don't you, know, you think
1: it benefits them? Like I okay, I don't know enough on the back sure. end as a grower mm-hmm. processor, but as a patient, wouldn't you think that that would benefit patients? Yeah,
2: there's two ways you could look at that. And honestly, from the business standpoint, like you're gonna want to have something tracked. I mean, obviously, they're gonna want to come in and look at stuff, and you want to have something uh, categorized and yeah. ready to pull, or you know, just a um, you've got a you know a tracking history of it, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, from a business, you do kind of want that, but it's just like the fees are crazy. I mean, if you're going to charge me 40 to 60 cents per tag, but I can get them for three cents somewhere right. else. Like, I got yeah. to understand that. You know, why isn't, you know, <coughs> taking that fee or why aren't they covering that? You know, why is that including a license fee or something like that? I hear you. Know, yeah. but there's things they could work around it. I just think they kind of rushed it. Um, but yeah, for the patients, they, they should have all the support they can as far yeah. as, like, you know, mm-hmm tracking their medicine, for yeah. sure, from seed to cell. I mean, that's a huge important thing. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's really just on trust right now, you know, because mm-hmm. there's not enough really right. people to check all of them.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good perspective. Yeah. yeah, that's really good perspective. and Love perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it gives to both sides of what metric really looks like. Definitely. As a grower and, like, all the, I mean, the fees and stuff you have to no, pay, no, they, right. they, <laughs> they add up, everything in this industry. Yeah, they like up. to take all the pennies, and so – Your pennies do count
2: in this industry. If you're a mom and pop grower, if you're a craft cannabis grower, if you're running, you know, 15, 20 lights, 12 lights, and you're, you know, you've got a little brand or something, you're still that's a lot. That's a, it's a burden. That's an extra fee on you, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what's something the people can expect from Robot Farmer in 2022?
2: 2022, I hope, is a big year. Uh, We've been working on some vinyl toys. Oh. uh, I've been, well, I really want to knock that out the park and make it (coughs) right. So we've been, like, working with a couple different manufacturers and, like, testing out some samples and stuff. Cool. Yeah, trying to do uh, some of our crazier, uh, like loud artwork mm-hmm. and make it like an eight, nine inch final toy doll with box packaging. That's dope. Okay, and that's then, very dope. It's yes. very
1: creative. Yes,
2: yes. So I wanted to kind of cross over and like get into that uh, design aspect of like, we have so much artwork that I just haven't released. I've kind of been sitting on and mm-hmm. waiting for to do something yeah. special.
0: That's exciting, though. So, you got a lot of stuff in the vault to work with. Yes. Heck yes. yeah. It's cool to hear, like, I feel like you, like
1: Papa Jesus. It's like this culture that you guys are building around your brands and I feel like people aren't doing that enough here and it's so cool when brands actually take like... It stands out. Yeah, like the fact that you're doing that, I'm like, that is so random, but you're building a culture and a hype around it. That way like you release one and you release an X amount and then you don't release them again and then you release the next one like six months, a year, whatever. Mm. It's like... So many opportunities. It's cool, yeah, that you're creating art and culture around cannabis that it's not just we just smoke weed, but we're Creating more than that,
2: yeah, and wanna, I love yeah, that. I, I, I for sure, I appreciate that. We want to make it like an appealing brand internationally. So, like, if we could change the colors and maybe change a flag thing or regalia mm. on the robot, and like, mm. he can fit in, yeah. in Germany with just know, yeah. legalizing or Holland or Spain. Like, or
1: that is so, so cool. Like, you know. this is like a worldwide uh, thing you can.
2: Do oh, I can't it. wait to Something see what that, you guys do. With that. Yeah Shout out to Papa Jesus. I don't know him personally, but I listen to y'all's podcast with yeah. him. And yeah. Um, yeah, dude's uh, very knowledgeable and you know been in the game for. A yeah, Clint,
0: so. good He's so a great guy. Shout out to Clint if you're listening. Yeah, and he also does similar back ass artwork yeah, no, on this yeah. so stuff. respect
2: mm-hmm. that sure. Yeah,
0: so sure. it's really cool Yeah, well guys I think this wraps up today's episode is there anything you'd like to add Josh before we hop off today
2: no uh, if you want to check us out you know we're on Instagram Robot Farmer we're trying to shy away a little bit of that. it's like shadow band, you know, yeah. so you know yeah. it's crazy yeah. I can't post any fun things. so we have a discord Robot Farmer <laughs> at robotfarmer.com and if you want to look at our products it's on, on Leafly you can check us out
0: yeah be sure to go give them a follow guys and stay tuned for next week's episode and as always, some stay medicated.